is going on, everybody? It is July 2nd, 2015, and you're listening to the Talking Games Podcast. My name is Steve Say, and this evening I'm joined by Mr. Justin Townsend. Hello there. What is, are we loud? I thought I was a little bit loud there. We are a little bit loud. I wonder why I that nearly is. blew up my own eardrums. That's okay. That's okay. We're going to fix that. How's that? Much better. You like that, don't you? Yeah. All right. So uh, it's just me and Justin uh, steering the ship. This evening, Jackie got called away to work at the last minute. These things happen. And Bobby's been filling in a lot. I think he's a little tired of uh, looking at my face. We recorded a three and a half hour long comics podcast last night. Yeah, that's a long show. It was insane. It was one of our best ones, though, in my opinion. I listened to it. It was good. Did you? Yeah, I listened to the whole end bit with all the new uh, the new titles being announced for Marvel. Some exciting stuff. Yes. You're excited. What do you? All right, let's take a little moment because we've got time to fill. What are? What are? Give me the three books that you're really excited about. Uh, Ultimates. Yes, that was everybody's. Galactus is on a team. That's pretty cool, and uh, I like that art a lot. Yes. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man because Spider-Man is now a globe-spanning, trotting bodyguard for Peter Parker, who's now super rich. That's interesting. <laughs> uh, one more. Um, hmm. I'm trying to just run down the list in my head. Was another another really good one. Uh, probably um, like Uncanny, uh, Uncanny X Men. I like Colin even with, a lot. Even with Greg Land, I don't mind Greg Land. Really? Yeah, I don't mind him at all. Okay. Uh, yeah, I know that's super de- uh, divisive among comic book fans. Uh, most people hate his art, but like, I don't mind it. I certainly don't hate it. I just sometimes it's on and sometimes it's off. Yeah. And but I, it's not enough. It's not enough for, to take away the enjoyment of the book for me. And right. uh, Kalamun's really awesome. I I love his writing. I just uh, there's been so many good artists on the Uncanny Run for this this past uh, I guess generation of it or whatever. Um, I don't know. I'll have to see. The writing is solid, and I can and the art is decent. Uh, I will definitely be picking it up and reading it. It's exciting stuff, though. It is. It is. It was. Uh, it was nice that we got that news before we recorded the podcast because usually that kind of stuff comes out on Wednesdays, and yeah. we have to wait until the following week. And by then, everybody's talked about it. So, but whatever, we win this time. Uh, yeah. So we're gonna tell you about some games we've been playing, and we're gonna answer a question or two, and then uh, we're gonna bounce out of here. It is hot in here today. It's always hot in here. What happened to the air conditioner? Uh, well, it's this thing called having two kids. And not having like a moment's time for myself. That can't be the excuse every week, man. Yeah, I know. It's it's weird. It's weird how they're an excuse. How is the uh how how are the kids? They are they're good. They're 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 good. Uh I, I could just keep saying that over and over again because of the opposite of good. Have you slept at all? No, I haven't slept at all. How could you not sleep for like it's been like three weeks a month? Welcome to parenthood. <laughs> I wouldn't know. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, we, when we had, I, I think I mentioned this on the show before, but when we had our first son, it was like, everyone was telling us like, oh, he's really colicky, you know, your next baby will be a total piece of cake, and Finn has turned out to be way worse than Jorah ever was, uh, so, yeah, not, I mean, I, I, I mean, I think it's something all parents go through, like, I'm probably getting like two hours of sleep a night, maybe, just, it's all broken up. Wow. Yeah, so uh, that's hard, and like you know, uh, it's hard to play video games when you have kids because you never know when one of them is gonna start screaming, and you know, I feel bad leaving my wife upstairs with them. So it's like, all right, well, I try and play when everybody goes to sleep. So like, we have this routine now. It's like, okay, you know, if everything goes smoothly, um, you know, we we put Jordan to sleep. Hopefully, he's asleep by like nine. And then it's like, okay, well, Finn is whatever. He's up all the time, and he doesn't really have, like, a sleeping schedule yet. But we try and have him, like, sleeping 
uh, at like 10 and then he feeds again at like midnight. So in a, like a really good night, I can play from like 10 to 11.45. But most nights it's been like I can play from 10.45 to like 11.20. <laughs> yeah. So it's been hard to like sneak in video game time. But uh, they're he's, they're they're cute. They like, you know, Jorah likes holding them and stuff. And we had family pictures. Uh, I, I saw was, some of those. Yeah, I think it was a couple of days ago. Um, it was right after the show last week. And uh, we had tried this once before. My cousin took pictures for us just as a like, you know, we, you know we're family. I'm going to do this for free. And Jorah just was not cooperating at all. Mm-hmm. And like, I didn't want to take pictures. And like, you know, they all, they, I mean, she made them come out great to Miracle Photoshop. But Ange had done like another set with another lady too. And then this time Jorah was like, all into the picture so he's smiling and holding finn and like it magically worked out great and so he got lots of treats he's been obsessed with these funko pops yeah like the toys and stuff but like he's been on a ninja turtle kick lately so all he wants is the funko pops of master splinter and the shredder have you found them yet no well i i went to fourth world i went to toys r us like i just like they have at fourth world they have um this local comic uh, comic book store uh here on the island they have oh i mean just a huge wall of them and they were missing those ones of course i mean they had the foot and they had rocksteady and bebop but he really wanted splinter and master shredder so i ordered them off amazon and they came today i picked them up the turtle van like the updated turtle van oh man yeah so he was uh he was in love with that and i was trying to explain to him like the Funko Pops are too big to go in the turtle van. Like, yeah, they could squeeze in there, but I was like, let me buy you action figures so that way you can, like, they could fit lots of them in there. And he's like, no, I don't want those. I want these. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, so today, right before you got here, uh, Splinter came in the mail. <laughs> and I told him last night, and, the, like, the funny thing is, like, he's starting to remember stuff. Yeah. So, like, in the, before, I'd be like, you know, to get him to go to sleep, I would, like, blackmail him. I'd be like, if you go to sleep, I'll, bring, I'll get you a treat tomorrow. We'll go to the Purple Store, which is Toys R Us. We'll go to the purple store. Is like, purple store? Yes. I'm like, but sleep now. Okay. And then in the morning, he would forget about it. And most of the time, I would take him anyway. Uh, but, like, there were times when it was like, I got to blackmail this kid to go to sleep. And so, it was like two or three nights ago, I was like, I bought, I, I told him, like, I bought them. Like, they're coming in the mail. And he was excited. And then, like, for the last two days, he's been, like, anxiously awaiting them. It's oh, like, no. oh, no. You remember now. I have to, like, be careful of what I say. Don't promise too much, man. Yeah, I know bite off more than you can chew yeah so now it's like my promises have gone down from like i'm gonna buy you all the toys to like how would you like a donut i could do that <laughs> are you gonna like tell them like guilt stories of how you got no sleep when uh when finn was born like later in life oh sure i mean absolutely but they're not gonna care and they're not gonna care till their pa- until their parents and they're gonna be like oh god this sucks <laughs> this not sleeping thing is no good for anybody i'm sorry dad here's a vacation yeah <laughs> now, the thing is, I live I live in the same house as my parents. I live in a giant apartment above their house, and I look at my parents, and they had me and my two sisters by the time they were twenty three. Wow! So I am thirty. Wow. Yeah, I'm thirty one years old, and I have two kids, and it's like I don't know how you did this. And they didn't have like any help or anything like that. I was like, I don't know how you guys survive. Like, I, I don't know how we're all alive and breathing and whatnot. Parents had kids younger back in those days. I don't even know how old my mom was when she had me. Who knows? I was a pain in the ass, though, because of all my, my medical stuff. Yeah, I, I can imagine that. I, I, yeah, I can imagine that. Right? Like, yeah. your baby comes out, and they need open-heart surgery, and it's like an experimental type. They got to put them in ice and freeze them for nearly an hour, cheat brain damage by, like, a minute and a half. So they, say, so they told me. <laughs> you wouldn't know. 
I wouldn't. I've been this. I've been this way my whole life. So, we're here to talk about video games as well. Well, how was Canada? It was good. It was good. I actually, you know what? We can roll. We can roll into some games talk with my with my Canada trip. Um, if you guys want to hear about how I met Joss Whedon at the airport, go and check out uh, this week's Talking Comics podcast. It's a pretty funny and entertaining story. Uh, but one of the other stories that I told on that show, I'll retell again because it, it's game related. Um, so, a little game called uh, Arkham Knight Batman came out. It's a small week. game. I don't think many people have heard of it. No, no. If you if you haven't heard about it already, you really should look him up. Batman's pretty cool. So the game came out, and I pre-ordered it digitally before I left for Canada because if I go out there, then you got to pay like 10 extra dollars to do this and do that. And another thing that drives me nuts is Canada has like limited uh, internet usage. You're only allowed a lotted amount of gigabytes. Like, so... My girlfriend's plan is like 80 gigabytes uh, a month that you can use. She lives alone and she only like surfs and she keeps her tabs open. So she doesn't go anywhere near using it. That Batman file was like 35 gigs. And then there was an update that was another 20. And then there was another update that was like six. And it adds up. Yeah. So I started like two, three days into my trip. I started getting messages on my computers saying, you know, you've reached the limit of yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, oh, man. So what happens if you go over the limit? You have to pay. You have to pay like something like $2.50 per gigabyte. How does that happen? Like they said something like if you visit 500 websites, that's a gigabyte. And if you think about it, how many times, like if you're fooling around, do you refresh? How many times do you close something and then realize that you need it open again and go See, back? Like, that's not the problem. It's, it's gaming that's the problem. Well, yeah. That's because that chews up a ton of stuff. Right. So I basically, I said to her, I said, you know, once we figure out this whole living situation, if I end up coming out to you, you know, we're going to need a new internet plan because I, I ain't, this is not going to work for me. No. I'm, I'm used to just being able to do whatever the hell I want. Yes. For, you know. Yeah, those weird people in Canada. the American way. <laughs> it's Canada Day today too. It is. You so, guys should get new internet. <laughs> Fight for freedom and get new internet. And stop drinking your milk from bags. Oh, that's weird. It is weird, right? Yeah, so weird. Anyway, Canada had a giant storm uh, the night that Batman came out. Midnight rolled around. The timer goes off, and it's Batman time. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like this is gonna be awesome. Girlfriend's going to sleep. I'm gonna sit here with my headphones, and I'm just gonna you know, sink in and really like get into this game and whatever. And I'm playing for maybe an hour and 15 minutes and the the storm is just raging outside and she's got skylights in her living room and in her bedroom. So the whole house is lighting up like on the inside. So all of a sudden the whole room is just stark white. That's awesome. It, It was, yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool for a little bit. This was a major, major storm though. So much so, it was raining so damn hard that the apartment in the basement began to flood. And once it flooded, it shorted out the uh, machine that uh, directs the sewage away from the building. And sewage and water started to come up in the bottom apartment. That's so, not so good. I'm playing Batman. About an hour and 15 minutes goes by, and all of a sudden, snap. All the lights go off. We lose power. I'm in the middle of playing, so the first thing I think, I was like, oh, God, my PS4 is fried. It bit the dust. It turned out to be fine. But so I'm like, all right, fine. Obviously, Batman's not happening tonight, and I go to I go to sleep. 
about 45 minutes into my lying down, we hear like on the on the door and I'm like, what the hell is like, it's very disorienting. You're, you're asleep. There's thunder and lightning outside. Who is that? It's, it's like two something in the morning. It's Batman. (laughs) I wish, uh, we could have used Batman. It turned out to be her neighbor that we've never met. And she comes upstairs and she needs to use our phone because she needs to call her husband who works about an hour away on an overnight shift and there's nobody to cover him. And her basement is filling up with water and sewage. So her and her dog are like, you know, floating, floating on their away. furniture. Great. And so she she basically, we invite her in. We have a spare bedroom. So we say, you know, if you need to stay here, you can stay here, blah, blah, blah. She basically, she stayed until uh, seven o'clock in the morning. And it was one of those, like, we'd never met her before. So when you spend several hours with somebody that you've never met, and it's in the middle of the night and you're supposed to be asleep and you're all disoriented and everything. We spent like basically five hours just staring at each other. It was real awkward. Yeah, it sounds like that sounds like a good time. It was. It was a real good time. Um, I was getting around to something with this. Um, Batman talk. Do you wanna you wanna do this now? Yeah, we can talk about Batman now. We've right. already mentioned Batman, so we have to talk about him. All right, let's talk about Batman. Um I'm a bit farther in the game than you are, so why don't you give me why don't you give me your your general impressions of the game? So last week I came on the show and I was I want to say hesitant uh, with my feelings about the game. I heard that I listened to the show and I was like, hmm. And uh, I'm not the only person that felt that way. I found out listening to more and more podcasts. Like that first hour is kind of strange. Okay. Um, and I had a feeling that once I played more, I would I would like the game much more, and uh, I do. I like it a lot more. Um, I have it's weird because like we we've been talking about my my time playing, <clears throat> excuse me, and I probably spent maybe like all together maybe like five five hours in the game so far, but I haven't done anything like. <laughs> I've been running around doing those stupid AR challenges yeah. and getting three stars in all of them. Um, I'm doing Riddler trophies. Um, I'm kind of going to change the way that I play now because I'm doing my best to avoid spoilers. And at this point, I think I'm just going to forego almost all the side stuff. Just gun the story. And gun the story. And I think people who have beaten the game says that say that's the way to do it. Okay. Um, I was actually wondering about that. I was wondering if I, if I blaze through the story... If I can still, if it's still going to make sense for me to be running around Gotham doing all these other things. Well, I was listening to, uh, what was it, the Giant Bombcast today, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, without spoiling anything, they said that 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 is the proper way to do it. Is like you don't want to have everything done, and I think if I mean this is just a guess from me, but whatever happens at the end of the story affects the. Well, they said that it affects the dialogue of the characters after the story ends. Okay. So, um, I kind of have a feeling. I'm not going to say what it is, just 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 in case I am right. Um, I have a feeling of what I I think I know what's going to happen, but we'll see. But I think I right now I'm just going to plow through the story. Um, I forgot. I completely forgot. Bobby and I actually did a stream of the game on was a Friday night, mm-hmm. and of course I was you know I was talking to Bobby and I was like oh, you know. I haven't got to play that much. I don't want to get spoiled on anything. He's like, "Oh, I'm only like a little bit, a little bit past you." And I'm like, "All right, like, so, all right." Let's. I drive to the studio and stuff, and we get in there, and he he like opens the game, and so you can like look at your mission wheel, um, and mm-hmm. as you progress through the story, the mission wheel changes. Yeah, 
And so immediately I saw something that spoiled it, and I was like, okay. Um, and then I saw uh, something else in the game that was completely spoiled. Uh, I'm <laughs> doing like my best because you know the game's only been out a week, and I, people have, might not have picked it up yet. And I I didn't know about this stuff. Like if I would have just played through naturally and saw it, I would have found it to be much more affecting. Do you mean like mission objectives or characters? Uh, both, both. Okay. Uh, my son's trying to bust into the room. Yeah, I think we've got him. Oh, nope, the door's closing. Okay, good. Um, so another thing that happened was, so we were like, we're playing, and Bobby and me are like, you know, we're we're doing the first Riddler challenge, and uh, so like, I I mean, I wouldn't have thought that the Riddler really wanted to kill Batman. He would make obstacle courses for the Batmobile, but I guess that's what he's doing. <laughs> so we did that first. We we did that first challenge, and so I was in the chat, and Bobby was was playing the game. You're talking about the underground race? Yeah, the underground. There's a few of those. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we do uh, we do that one, and now we're doing a couple other things. And there was just a couple of, like, slap your, your hand on your forehead moments. Like, So we go to this uh, side mission where there's a body strung up. Yeah. And that's not really a spoiler. Like, That's, like, one of the things you'll just notice in the game is that there's a, there's a body strung up. But it's one of those, like, you know, side quest things. I've only found it the one time. I followed the marker to where the second one is supposed to be. And I can't find it anywhere. Oh, that's that's a little bit concerning. Mm-hmm. I hate that. Um, so we're you know trying to figure out what's going on. I don't have the controller in my hand, and I'm really paying attention to the chat. And Bobby is doing everything he can to try and just solve this not riddle, but like there's evidence we have to collect. And so in the chat, they're like, there there's three. Um, we didn't know this at the time, uh, but you're like you're looking at the body, and there's three ways you could look at it. You could look at the skeleton. You could look at the. Mm-hmm the skin and you can look at like muscle density and stuff and the muscles. Right. So Bobby is only flipping between muscle and, and uh, skeleton and we're missing one thing. And I'm like, are you sure there's not a third option? He's like, no, like, look, I'm hitting RT. Nothing's happening. So in the chat, Hugh, who was watching the stream was like, there's a skin option. There's just, oh. there is a skin option. You are not hitting the right button. And I'm looking at it. And so I'm asking Bobby, I'm like, are you sure there's not a third option? He's like, no, Hugh then is texting my phone there is a skin option. Yeah. Hit left trigger. And then so finally Bobby's like, ah, there is a skin option. I was like, I am going to strangle you. I'll tell you something. Uh, I've been in contact with Hugh pretty much the whole time I've been playing the game, uh, at least in the beginning. And he's been my Alfred as far as, as getting through this. Yeah. That's always nice to have. Yeah. Uh, the crappy part of the whole stream was so I'm sitting there in the chat and Bobby and me were you know, just talking a bit of like who I think the Arkham Knight is. And so like, you know, I'm looking in the chat and stuff and so some dude comes in and he's just like spoilers. And I was like, oh, like, you know, I'm thinking to myself, well, yeah, we're, we're spoiling like the very beginning of the game. But I'm thinking like, did I say something that was not supposed to be said? Like that I, I spoiled something? Oh, no, and then this guy just was... rips out who the Arkham Knight is. No. Yeah. So you know? Now I know. Oh, that sucks. And so Hugh knows and Andy knows and like everybody in the chat. And I, I could not believe it. But that sometimes people just don't think. That sucks. Yeah, so like in an hour, not even an hour into my own game, uh, like I jumped, like I jumped, Bobby was probably like two or three hours ahead. But like a decent amount happens in that two or three hours. And then... Um, I found out who the bad guy is in like an hour in. So I was I was pretty annoyed. Um see I still don't know who he is. I I will say uh that are, I, should say. I was uh I think I was right. Like my guesses weren't far off. Uh 
So we'll see. Um, well, like you know, it, it bothered me that night, but when I got in and I I played it, um, I realized like I don't really care who the Arkham Knight really is, and that I, I if, if anything was annoying me, it was like that a couple of the other things got spoiled. But once I got past those in the story, and it was like I said, it was like an hour or two. Yeah. Then it was so. Then it was all right. I mean, the only solace that you could really take from that is that now that you know who it is, you can pay extra attention to the dialogue and like the motive. I think and- the dialogue kind of gives it away if you read the comics. The dialogue kind of like if if you're familiar with with the Batman comic books, you can like you could throw some some uh, darts at the board and you're probably going to land on it eventually. I'm I'm torn between one of two people and I feel like for one of them that the Arkham Knight knows Batman a little too well for it to be that character. Well, the thing is, like, uh, and they're not really hiding the fact that they have a history together. I mean. I'm not going to spoil who it is, and I'm not going to say any more about the identity, but in their first encounter, like you can tell that this character, the Arkham Knight, has a lot of familiarity with Batman. Just from the things where he's saying, like, his armor is weak here, and like, you know, in that opening scene where they first see each other, you know, and he says, I'm going to have my revenge. So it's not like this guy's never met Batman before. We just don't know who's behind the mask. So right. I look forward to everybody finding out who it is. I look forward to finding out myself for, for positive I can't believe that somebody spoiled it. That's the internet. Is it somebody we knew? I was on Twitch, so like I, I didn't recognize names or anything like that. And I don't know if the guy thought just by saying spoilers, like I was going to look away from the, like a screen. It wasn't like he was giving us a warning. Like I, I think in his mind, he was giving us a warning. Like I'm going to spoil everything, and it was like, don't do, no, stop, don't do that. Don't spoil uh, things on streams. That's not cool. No, that's not cool, especially if you start flooding the the feed. Yeah, he wasn't pleased either, but uh. Like as far as impressions of the game now that I'm probably like five hours in, like uh, does I like I like I like it a lot. Does Bobby know? No, Bobby was really great because he was like, "Man, I'm glad I'm not in the chat." And I was like, "Oh, cool, thanks. Excuse me while I punch you in the face." Can continue missing the skin button. <laughs> I find it so frustrating sometimes when somebody else is playing. And they're not playing the way that you do. So all you can do is just sit there and be like, no, to the left. Well, the thing is, left. like, I was really trying not to look at the screen too much because I was trying not to get spoiled. So, I mean, it was just, it was a bad circumstance. But, was, like, let's let's skip past spoilers and stuff and we'll just get into, like, the, my, I guess, impressions then. Okay. Um, which is hard because, like, how do you talk about this game without spoiling anything? Because there's a lot of cool surprises in it. And I'll, I'll just say this. Uh, I think the combat is more advanced uh, than before. In term, what, the fisticuff stuff? The fisticuff stuff. I think it's snappier and more responsive, and mm. um, the animations are different, I feel, than they've been before. Like, a lot of the times it was just Batman just turning around. Like, say there was a dude coming for him, right? Right. So, like, Batman would just instantly turn and stuff. And like and then now when you're doing the counter, um, like, using the counter button or, you know, you're actually, like, in a brawl. Like, he's contorting his body in ways that it's, like, semi-believable. Like, he's not just, like, turning around on a dime. It's, you know, he's, um, you know, he's catching their arms in certain spots. And, like, it could have been this way the whole time. But I feel like I would have noticed it before. But it it feels just snappier to me. No, I would agree. Because there there were times where you would be, like, mid-punch. And then should you be fortunate enough to hit the triangle button, he would just snap to behind him. In like almost yeah. as if like um, I don't even know how to describe it. Almost like a glitch, in in a way. Yeah, like once you start your animation, you can't stop it. And that, I mean that's the thing they've been using in the game before. But um, 
I'm getting better at the combat. Like it, t- it takes me a while to get like back into the flow of it. What do you do with the people that run up that have the the red above their heads and then they tackle you? How it, do you get away from that? LT, you just or L two, you would just throw batarangs at him and it knocks him, it knocks him down instantly. Damn. And the reason I got good at that was because I saw that you and um, Andrew, who's at Caterade, uh, were going back and forth on that. I hate uh, that AR mission. That AR mission. And I was like, well, I'm going to go show these guys who's boss. And I did, except it didn't save. Yep. So, like, I don't know why. Like, oh, oh. you know why? Because of, of the PlayStation error thing. Mm-hmm. So, like, I was all proud of myself. Like, it took me a while because I was like, you know, you guys were, like, I think you were in the 50s and he was at 60. And I was like, all right, I, I was I've at 54. Get- Let me tell you something, man. That first Riddler race, I smoked that race. I was, I think, a whole seven seconds below the time. Nobody was going to beat that, and it didn't save, and I was so pissed. I almost took a screenshot of it. I did take a screenshot so I could prove that I beat you guys. <laughs> I tweeted at you guys last night. I so I got, to, I got to 77. But like that's how I got good at those guys was because those guys are a pain in the ass because they just they screw up your combo. Right. The guys that I really hate right now are these dudes with the electrical sticks. Yes. I hate those guys. Yes. Uh, so like I've been running around saving firemen, and I ran into a bunch of those guys with the sticks, and uh, that was kind of annoying. Uh, the game actually scared the crap out of me. I'm not going to say where. I'm not going to say how. But uh, I got into the second island, Oh, yes. Okay. And yep. I was doing something, and all of a sudden, it was like, wow, you are going to crap yourself, because I did not expect that that to be coming. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of um, surprises in the game, which, which is something that I'm, I'm really enjoying about it. Um, you have any more like, general impressions? or Just, I, I, I mean, I think there's so far too much Batmobile, and from everything I've heard, there's going to be more of this. Okay. Let's talk about the Batmobile for a minute. Um, I really like it. I'm enjoying it a lot. You, I, you don't like it? It's not that I don't like it. Like, I like it. I, I think it's awesome. I think riding around in it is cool. I don't even mind the tank mode. I just don't like how much I'm having to do it. And I think that, that that's where the beginning of the game messed up for me. Like, I, I kind of got thrown off. Was because f- pretty much from the minute you put the game in and you're playing... All the way up until like Ace Chemicals, mm-hmm. it's just a lot of Batmobile stuff. And the re- like the reason I've been playing in a way, the way that I've been playing is like I just want to get away from using it so much. So I've been like doing the Riddler trophies and like finding the the uh, like the firemen and like so that way I'm not constantly in that thing. Okay. And I, I mean, also doing the AR missions, I also had to like drive around the city, yeah, and uh, you know run over things, which was actually kind of fun. I like it. I just, I, I can't, I can't decide if. Well, I definitely want to see less of it, but like, I like shooting the tanks and stuff is fun. It just like doesn't feel doesn't jive with the rest of the game. That's that's like that's my feeling on it. Yeah, I mean they they definitely give you better motives to complete those missions later. There, you'll run into villains that are using those like squadrons and those basically. Um, I mean, what would you even call them? Um, not squadrons, fleets, if if if, okay. if you will, of these things that um, like they're they're under they're they're under contract with this villain, and they're they're you know filtering them in, and there's bigger ones that can only be taken down a certain way, and I mean I I've really been enjoying the Batmobile combat. I didn't know 
how I would like it. I didn't know how it would drive. I didn't know what it was going to be like. I find that it handles really, really well. Really? I mean, I'm getting better at it. The thing is, like, I, I, I'm getting better at you gotta it. You got to use a square. You got to use that e-brake. And how are you? How, are you? Oh, did yeah, you, did using, you toggle yeah, it? Yeah, I toggled it. Okay. I'm getting, I'm getting better at it, but it is still an unwieldy beast, Dude, especially I, in tight areas. I love it. I, I, I rip around corners with that thing, and I double X, and I shoot out of it and fly over the bridge and go to the next area, call it back, and it flies underneath me, and I jump back into it and slam on the gas. It's... I don't know. I didn't expect to like it as much as I do, and I'm I'm glad. And I I kind of understand why they would dump a lot of it on you at the beginning because it's a new element of the game that wasn't in the previous two that you have to you have to go through your your kind of like your uh, driver's test with it. You get your learner's permit yeah. of of how to you know navigate the thing, and then going from battle mode and and stuff like that, you get um, upgrades from characters for the Batmobile that are permanent yeah, after a I got, while. Yeah, I got my first upgrade from one of the characters. And the thing for me is like, it's like a piece of cake, right? Like, it's, the Batmobile is like the icing. Like, the game itself is the cake. Mm-hmm. And you just like, you know, you want to have all of it. But like, I feel like I'm having too much of the icing right now. Right. Like, and I'm, I'm losing the rest of, the rest of the taste. Like, I, I feel like the game itself is so good without the Batmobile that like if they would have just sprinkled in the Batmobile like not even like a little bit but like maybe 10% less so far it might have stand it might just like I want to be excited to get in it you know like for like a mission type thing like I, if I want to be roaming around the city like for, give me the option completely to like completely be in it all the time or to just like fly and glide around but like as far as like the mission structure so far like I'm still super early into the game mm-hmm. I feel like I could have done with like a little bit less of it Right, like navigating through Ace Chemicals and stuff wasn't really that fun for me because it was just like, all right, I'm like just like standing and shooting and you know pulling levers with the Batmobile and holding this thing in place while it lowers me and stuff like that. Like I, the, the parts about Batman I really like are the combat and sneaking around and using gadgets and getting into like fist fights where you can get the combos into like the '90s. Like that's the type of stuff I like. That's all still there. Like when you when you get farther along in the game, like I said, right, there. Cool. There'll be villains that'll pop up that it's it's strictly fisticuff missions where you have you have to leave the Batmobile behind because you don't have access to the bridge to bring it over. So there'll be whole parts of cities that where like there'll be at least a good two hours where you won't even have access to the Batmobile. And my only other uh, recommendation for the game is go up and touch everything. Like there are, there are parts where. Um, you know, I'm not going to spoil this, but like you're going to go and you're going to talk to a character and you're going to be in a, in a spot where that's pretty cool and you'll be talking to a character that you only hear so far. And you could just walk in and out of there without touching anything. But if you explore around a bit, there's a lot of Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are some things that happen if you like, you know, walk up and be like, looks like I could, I look, that doesn't look like it's there for no reason. Walk up and touch stuff. Yeah. And you know, there's a lot of cool things that you'll run into. And there's a lot of uh, riddles that aren't just the Riddler trophies, but they're actual like Easter egg riddles that if you go into your detective mode and you scan them, you will unlock uh, stuff from the Riddler. Yeah, so far I think I'm at like 20. So far like maybe like 20 Riddler things unlocked or Some challenges. Some of those things are hard, dude. With like the, the trophies or the riddles themselves? There's, you eventually get to... Um, there's uh, two blimps inside of the city. There's like 21 trophies between both blimps. It's insane. Like they're everywhere. And that's cool. There's lots of uh, 
fiddle-faddle around to get to them. Well, I'm, I, got the, uh, I got all the Riddler trophies in the previous two games, so that's my goal for this one. My goal is to platinum this game. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's what I'm working towards. And, like, you know, we've, we've had discussion before of, like, when I'm going to platinum a game, like, I lay out, like, groundwork of how I'm going to do it. But, like, I'm so nervous about spoilers that I've been staying away from, like, the guides on how to do some of the trophies and stuff. So, right mm-hmm. now, like, I've just decided, like, I think I'm just going to plow through the game, get what I get along the way, and then go back and then clean up afterwards. Because it yeah. sounds like there's a good reason to do that. Well, there's gadgets that you'll need to get certain ones. There's gadget upgrades yeah. that you'll need to get certain ones. Also, this game's got multiple endings, I've heard. Really? Like, there are, mo- like, a few different endings. And I think to get the best ending... Uh, you'd have to complete everything. See, this is where I'm getting tripped up because, like, I was listening to Giant Bomb today, like I said, and they said it's like it's better to not do everything. But then I was reading another site, and they're like, "Well, to get the best ending in the game, you have to get 100% completion." So I don't know if that means you have to get 100% completion before you actually beat the main story or after. So I'm like, I'm I'm not gonna beat it this week, but I'm gonna investigate this week, and maybe I'll have an answer next week of what's the the best strategy to do. I'd be curious about that. Uh, let me ask you this question. Um, well, actually, let me let me give my impressions of the game. So yeah, far. go ahead. Um, I'm really really enjoying it. I'm enjoying it a lot. I uh, this is um, I mean, for people that don't know the the story of of Arkham Knight, or I mean, you know that the there's a new villain in town or whatever. But um, the setup for this game is it's very uh, I I feel it's much more psychological than the previous two games. Uh, if you have played the second one, you know that the uh, Joker died at the end of the second game, and it was kind of Batman's fault. And there's a lot of uh, fallout from that in this new game. And one of my favorite aspects of it is that throughout the game, Batman is being haunted, and it stays with you. And it happens at really weird times, almost in kind of like, uh, do you remember the game Eternal Darkness? Yes. Okay. There's a lot of stuff with the Joker and and, and how they use him in the game to kind of be like the devil on Batman's shoulder or the voice inside of his head to trip him up and and just using his past and, and using like who he is against him and making him see things and think things. That has been my favorite aspect of the game. I mean, Mark Hamill doing Joker's voice is is always a treat. He is extra sinister in this game. See, I was trying to avoid spoiling the fact Joker was in the game. Why? I don't know. Like, I I thought that was one of the things that was kind of like... It's right in the beginning. Is it? Yeah. Uh, well, It's the s- opening scene. Well, yeah, you see him get cremated. Yeah, which was awesome. That was <laughs> That was intense. so, like, sick. Did you actually like, did you like, yeah. did you let it go and see like the skin bubbling on his face? Yes. Yeah. I was, I was having a good time with that. It'll be a little bit too much fun. Uh, no, dude, Joker's totally in the game. Don't make me edit this podcast. Okay. <laughs> Shit. Anyway, now you're making me second think it. It's all right. I think most people paying attention to the game have already, have already gotten to that part. That's super early in the game. I would hope so. Anyway. Apologies if uh, if you haven't gotten that far. It's the vast majority of the game, so I can't imagine. That yeah, you it's it's super early. Okay, um, but moving on. Uh, See, like right here, Kitaku, Batman Arkham Knight's true ending has a cool Easter egg. Like this is just on Twitter. 
Mm. But like, I don't want to click on that because I don't want to know the Easter egg or know how to get. Like, I don't. I, I want to know how to get the true ending, but I don't want to see what. Like, I'm afraid I'm going to look and see what it is. Right. So I'm thinking I'm just going to play it, and then if I don't get it, then whatever, I'll just watch it online or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that I could be so super concerned with uh, trying to earn that while still trying to beat the game. There's other stuff to play, like you were saying earlier. Like, there's other things that you're waiting to go back to. You haven't even started playing The Witcher yet, have you? Nope. Yeah. Uh, that's something that's going to have to be uh, gone back to. But yeah, um, like I said, I love. Uh, I, I'm really, really enjoying the the Batmobile. I like the combat. Um, I find that it's it might be a little bit much for some people, but they do kind of even it out uh, the further along you go. I'm about fifty three percent done with the overall story i think i'm 14 okay so i got a ways to go still yeah um but i mean the game the game story-wise no spoilers at all it's very harsh it's very harsh there's a lot of uh jaw-dropping moments and um like i've seen a lot of articles about uh the treatment of its of its female characters and stuff and kind of didn't understand what they were talking about in the beginning, but as the farther along I get into the game, I'm starting to see that some of these arguments might be valid. Um, but that's something for, for end game talk after the, the game has been around a little while. I'd also like to get Jackie's opinion on, uh, on that sort so of ridiculous. Jackie, first of all, loves the game, but it's funny cause, uh, last weekend I was going to try and meet up with her. Um, cause she was going to, she was alone all weekend and we figured like, Hey, maybe we'll hang out and come over and have dinner and play with Finn or whatever. And, uh, it didn't work out because she's like, I'm going to get Batman and play Batman. And the thing is like, she had said, oh, I'm not getting the Batman. I'm going to, I'm not going to play Batman until like December. Cause I'm going to be all into the Witcher until then. And then like later that night or like, you know, the night she got it, she's like, I'm like five hours in and I love the game. And now she's telling me to catch up. So that way we could talk about it. And it's like, it's going to take me a while to catch up to you. <laughs> you know how far along she is? No, I, I don't know right now because she's working like a crazy person as far as like as far as I understand. Uh, but she, she like that opening day, she played for like five hours, and okay, wow. I think she played the next day too. So I'm really not sure where she's at. Damn. Yeah. Good. So I look forward to her opinions on it next week because she had like no interest in playing it at all. Well, good for her for for branching out. Yeah, year of growth and whatnot. Year of I growth. think she had played the first two games though. She not like she wasn't completely interested in playing it, but she just was like, nope, I'm not going to play that right now. I wonder what turned her. It's Jackie. Like, I mean, a leaf could have dropped on the ground, and she's going to be like, you know what, Leaf, you're right. Let me go get Batman. Because <laughs> that's, that's the way she is sometimes. She's like, I'm not going to play that. And then she ends up loving it. I like that. You know what, Leaf? You're right. I should go and get it. She's going to laugh when she hears that tomorrow. That's awesome. Um. So... All right, we'll, we'll we'll talk a little bit more about Batman as uh, as the weeks go by because I'm, yeah. I'm sure that that's going to be there's so much to explore. There's so many side missions. There's so much game in that game. Yeah, and um, I like well like I like how the side missions kind of just happen naturally. Like mm-hmm. I'm flying around and it's like all of a sudden like oop wow two two more things just opened up. So that's kind of cool. How much do you think this whole uh, taking the PC uh, game off the market is going to hurt it? I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. Um, you think it's the biggest, biggest, like, like bogus move of the year? Well, so, supposedly, uh, I can get to read the article today, but uh, Patrick Klepek from Kotaku was saying that Warner Brothers knew for months the PC, I saw that. the PC port was going to be screwed up, and they released it anyway. Which, if, if I mean, if they can, if they can vet that out, and that's true. That's bad news bears. Mm. 
So I don't know like how it, I don't know how it's going to affect sales. It's still going to sell like gangbusters because tons of people bought it on console. Like that's what you know. The night it came out, I had like I don't know like thirty friends online or something like that, and like twenty of them were playing Arkham Knight just wow. in a line. It was like wow, okay. It's it's fun to see that like when you see like the community just like jump on something. Yeah, that is very cool. So speaking of communities and. Uh, you did something pretty special. You platinumed Destiny. I platinumed Destiny. How'd you do that? Uh, it was one of those nights. I think it was Saturday night. I had that two-hour gap that I was talking about. It was it was a good night. So I had like from like I think it was I actually got on before ten. So it was like maybe like nine forty-five to uh, like midnight. We didn't even need that long. Uh, so like we've been talking over and over, my group and I about like going for this flawless raider thing, and we last attempted before the um. Uh, whatever this last expansion, I can't. I can never remember the name of the expansions. Uh, House of Wolves came out like that was the last time we attempted. So it was like back in like early May. We gotten close a couple of times, and we were trying it on the first raid. And I talked about it all on the show then of how we came close a couple of times, just didn't get it. And then we started playing the the new stuff in the expansion, and uh, we were like ready, like all right, let's do this, let's do this. And then our friend Andy, uh, who's at Historic Me, a friend of the show. Uh, I was like, I'm going to be on vacation, so you guys you guys go ahead. And I was like, oh, God, Andy, we're not going to do it without you. We'll just wait. He's like, no, it's fine. Like, go ahead. We'll, you know, I hope you guys get it. It's like, okay, we'll wait. So we waited, and we waited until Andy came back. And he came back and was like, all right. So we were, like, talking about it. And so we, it's funny because my group is, like, very uh, divided on how we were going to do it. It was like some people wanted to just do Vault of Glass like we've been doing. And I was in the camp of like, let's try the second raid. Like we've tried it like once before and it went spectacularly bad and everyone like never wanted to try it again. I'm like, yeah, let's just try it. And so we were like, okay, finally got everyone ready. It's like, okay, we ready. Let's, all right, let's go do this. And so um, we ended up uh, using one of the, like the, I guess the cheese methods of just getting past the first part. Um, So like, you know, hunters can just go invisible and kind of run that whole part by themselves. And if everybody hangs out in the beginning, in the safe area, uh, none of the enemies will come up to you. You have to like leave this plate for the enemies to start attacking you. And so one of our guys just was the hunter, went invisible and did the whole thing. And it was like, okay, but like in, in my head, I'm like, there's, there's still no way we're doing this. We're not even at the hard parts yet. Um, so we got to like the bridge part and the bridge part, um, like we hadn't done it legitimately in a long time. Cause mostly if there's like a, for us, it's like we sign on. It's like, if there's a way to do this like fast and easy, we're just gonna do it fast and easy because we just want to get the, the weapon saves and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's been a while since we attempted it like legit. And so we like, we were all talking. And so we came up when, with an order. It was like, okay, Mike, you go first, then Andy, then Nick, then Alan, then me, then Mark or whatever the, or- the order was. And so I was the last guy across, and we beat that part, and I'm like, okay. I'm like, okay, we, we made it this far, but we still have, I thought the hardest part was uh, the Death Singer. So the Death Singer is this, uh, this like, uh, wizard uh, or witch that comes out at a certain part, and once she starts singing, you have, like, a certain amount of time to kill her, or it's just, it ends. And there's a lot of ads or like enemies everywhere that you got to clear out and it can get kind of harrowing in there. And so what we decided was we went in with like a lot of Titans who put up their super, which is like a bubble. And uh, we all have this helmet that makes enemies go blind when they walk in. So we just put them everywhere. And so all the enemies that were in there were just blinded. And then like one or two of us was like, we're not even going to bother shooting at her. We'll just clear everybody out. So we just took care of all the like the loose stragglers and stuff. And they killed her and it was like, okay, well, we're at Crota because this is a short raid. And this is why nobody likes it. 
And so <laughs> we were debating on like who was going to run the sword and who was going to do what. And so we were just we played it like super safe. We figured, all right, like um, one of the guys will do the sword part, and then two guys will not even bother shooting at the boss to bring his shields down. They'll just be sniping all the extra guys that are around. And I was terrified. Like, I, I mean, everyone's hands were like all clammy and sweaty and stuff because we had never gotten this far. We had right. never made it with Vault of Glass. It's a longer raid. Like, we would be in there for forty minutes. And then somebody would die doing the jumps or something like that, and we wouldn't even get to the boss. So I was too afraid to look. So I was one of the guys who was just going to shoot all the um, – we called them boomers because they're just like big knights who shoot these booming guns that could you know, do damage and kill. So like I was on the guy. It was what we call boomer duty. So I was just sniping these guys as they came out. And I could hear Alan being like, I, they all screamed because he, uh, Alan jumped up with a sword and Crota just lunged at him, which oh, was no. like unusual. And he I, I got out of the way. I would have died if I had seen it. Um, so we had hoped because we were higher levels that we could just take him out in like one sword, but it didn't work out that way. We were just playing it safe. And so I was like, okay, we got to like wait for the next sword. And then once he got it, I was like, I just was shaking i was like oh man come on come on come on I, and i again i couldn't look because i wasn't focused in on what he was doing and then like the second i saw um uh everyone st- well everyone started screaming first and then i looked over and like th- at that second like all the the rewards pop up and so i was missing two trophies in the game i was missing the flawless raider and the platinum so like flawless raider popped up first and the platinum popped up right after that and it was six grown men screaming like (laughs) 10 year old boys and dancing and teabagging on crota did everybody get it Uh, well the thing is everybody got flawless raider uh but not everybody got the platinum because there's some people who still haven't you know maxed out their other subclasses and stuff but like i know there was a at least four of us four four or five of us in there who had got got the platinum right then right then and there so that was pretty cool yeah so I think I'm officially done with Destiny until the Taken King comes out in September because now I'm like I'm like they're all still playing and stuff and they're like come on and play it it's like I gotta play Batman while I can yeah and uh, you know I'll jump in so I haven't done anything in Destiny since then and like I haven't felt the urge to and stuff that's awesome though that you've gotten so much play out of it you know yeah, I mean like you've really like you've beaten that game into the ground yeah I I really have and you know I don't regret any of it like it, it, to me it keeps getting better and, and I mean they, they keep stepping on their own feet and tripping and landing on their face with their PR marketing and stuff and this ridiculous thing they have going on with you know um you know one of their PR guys I think his name is Luke Smith and we had we actually had a question about this last week and we just didn't get a chance to get to it but it was like well, what do you guys make of the the destiny screw ups and at the time, they hadn't fixed it yet, but their fix is, is no better than the screw-up. And so, like, what they're doing is they have, like, a Game of a game of the Year edition coming out in September. And I think it's, like, 80 bucks. But you could buy the game for $60 in September and get, I think, um, both, ex- both previous expansions for free. And they have an $80 version of the game where it's, like, you'll get... Um, the taking kit, you'll get the game, the two expansions, the new expansion, and you would get like new emotes so new dance moves a shader a couple of things and the people who've been playing the game since last september wouldn't be able to get those things and they're like oh promise we're going to come up with something better for you guys but people were like yeah but i want new dance moves and they're like so this director was like look if you saw like he was like kind of like saying if you want those things go buy the 80 dollar version because what we're doing is so great you'll throw money at the screen when you see it 
And it's like, no, it's that, that's probably not going to happen. That's presumptuous. Yes. Um, so, like, a lot of people were freaking out about it. And uh, so Destiny's like, don't worry, guys. We'll, we, we got this thing sorted out. We will sell you all those extra things for $20 because that's the difference in price of what the other people are going to be paying for it when they buy the game at 60 and it's like, yes, but your expansions are $20. I don't want, like, emotes and dancing and shaders for $20. So that was one screw-up. And then they decided to, like, partner up with Red Bull. And it's like, if you buy a Red Bull, you get an exclusive mission in September. And it's like, okay, like, other video game companies have done that too. Where it's like, you know, and it's a lot of Activision stuff. Where, you know, buy Mountain Dew and get double XP for Call of Duty opening weekend. Like, other companies have done this and other games have done this. It's just like... They really need to take a class in PR marketing because they are pretty tone deaf at times, which is sad because I think I think for the most part they listen to the community, like and they're working on making the game better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like the higher ups who are in charge of this stuff, it's like, man, you guys need help. I actually have a Destiny style Red Bull uh, at home that I drank yesterday. Oh yeah, that I don't need if you want it. You sure, can, uh, you can give me the code. I will we'll throw it out there on the Twitterverse and the. Uh, um, let somebody have it who's who's playing Destiny. We sure. actually we actually had a question about Destiny. Sure. Um, I may not be the best person to answer it, but I'll try. So uh, at Aaron, uh, who's dads, and he's at Indie Techno, uh, says any good strategies? And he had put T O O or I B. And for a second, I was looking at it, and I was like T O O or I B. Okay, Trials of Osiris, Iron Banner. Wow. Okay. So I had no idea what that was when I was looking at it. Yeah, it took me like a minute to look at it. And uh, I think Aaron might have been the one who's asked us the Destiny question last week as well. Um, so I have yet to play Trials of Osiris because every time I hear one of my friends play it, they're like, well, we lost all of them. And I'm like, no, you guys surely won one of the matches, but you lost the overall round. They're like, no, we lost 20 straight games. And I was like, wow, you guys are really bad. Uh, but I feel like no desire to go in there because... Um, I just get too frustrated too easily, and I don't I don't want that. And I'll never get to that Mercury spot because of it, but I just don't want anything to do with that. But the strategies that I've seen work in Trials of Osiris is obviously you, had to, you have to be in there with two players that you're very comfortable with. Um, Warlocks, for sure, because they have that self-res option. And there is a helmet for the Warlocks uh, that blinds people um, while you're down. So if they're trying to like hover over your body to kill you, they'll be blinded. And I've seen, the strategy I've seen that works is having two really skilled players um, or, or two players up front and have a skilled sniper in the back but staying sort of close together so that way when you run into a group, the sniper, if he's fast enough, can really try taking some damage out of like one or two of the players mm-hmm. while the two people up front kind of like, uh, you know, they might do the initial but the, maybe the sniper can finish them off. That's the strategy that I've seen work best so far. Um but I'm never. I'm probably never going to try Trials of Osiris because it just seems so frustrating. Iron Banner, I do play a lot of, uh, probably because they. I I enjoy it because they give out decent rewards, like the Etheric Light, which helps level up guns and armor. Now, is a reward for level three, and so for Iron Banner, I would say if you have a Thorn, use the Thorn because it's the best PvP weapon in the game. But use whatever you're comfortable with. Um, but I I'm partial to the Thorn or the Mythoclast. Uh, keep a dis like try and keep distance because you know a lot of people in there they're just running around with shotguns so they they want to get close to you mm-hmm. and they have that slide move a lot of the classes have like something that extends their slide and once they slide towards you you know you'll die in a second once they we like take that shotgun out 
and I, I like hanging around a particular area. Like there's three bases in there that you're going to take. And so try and have a plan of attack with, if you're playing with people, like, you know, have a plan of attack with people. Like, okay, we're going to let them have one base. Like don't try and take all three bases. Let them have one and guard the other two. Uh, because most teams will just try and take all three, and then you're doing like a ring around the rosy thing where it's like you're just constantly following each other and taking bases. So like go in and say like we're taking A and B or A and C or whatever and say let them have the other base because the other team won't realize what's going on. Like they won't – they'll they're going to go and they're going to get that base back and then they're going to try and take it and you should have like three guys defending each of the bases because they're going to be split up. They're not – unless they're doing the same thing that you're doing, which is rare – uh, you will constantly have an advantage on them. And uh, Iron Banner, I would not use Titans with bubbles. I would just go for offensive kills. Because uh, the bubbles in there, since power matters, like, you know, they could come in and throw a Warlock Bomb or a Golden Gun or a Blade Dancer in there. And in Iron Banner, you want to rack up kills as fast as possible. So go for offensive wep- uh, like offensive supers for sure. I love how this game has... I mean, a lot of these games do, but they have their own lingo. Yeah, their own vocabulary. They do. I mean, for people who've been playing the game, they, I mean, they, they all know that. And I mean, if you're asking for for strategies for those games, you you at least you have an idea of what I'm saying and what these words mean and what a bubble looks like and things mm-hmm. like that. But uh, yeah, I think Iron Banner is back. I think this weekend or it's starting next week. It's I think it's this weekend actually. So I'm, I'm maybe I'll jump in there and play that because I like I enjoy their their PvP. Right. So speaking of cooperative and own vocabulary, guess what I played this afternoon and is my, my new crack. I'm completely addicted to it. And you like, all right, give me a hint here. Is it a new game? Is it an old game? It's a MOBA. A MOBA? Yeah. A MOBA. I think. It's not League. No. And it's not, uh, it's not Dota. Is no. it Smite? No, no, oh, not yet. God. Not yet. Soon. But I'm telling you this. Oh, is it Heroes of the Storm? Yes, yes, it is. Okay. Yes, it is. A lot of people like Heroes of the Storm. That game is a good time. When uh, when we're done recording and uh, I go home and, and, and put the show up and whatever, uh, I'm meeting up with three of my other friends and we're going to go in. But I played it between going to the shop today and then coming here. Uh, I played maybe a good four or five uh, rounds of it with a friend of mine, like sitting on two desktops next to each other. And I said to him, I'm like, I've had this since the Founders Pack. Like, I've had it for a while, but I never really got into it. I need somebody to coach me in in playing this type of game because I don't know the rules of, like, staying in the lane and, you know, when to run away. That's one of the biggest things with this game is know when to to, to get the hell out of there so that you don't die. Because the dying, the death penalties are harsh. When you can't come back into the game for a full minute. It sucks. It's really hard. It sucks. Uh, there was this great, I don't think I've ever told this before on Smite, but I, was, I remember playing Smite one time and, uh, like this is towards the, like towards the end when I was getting like pretty decent at the game. Um, I mean, decent for me, mm-hmm. for normal people, it was really bad. Uh, but there was this character, I think his name is Giannis and uh, he could create portals and his super was this beam that would shoot out and it had a beginning and an end, but it would pass through the entire level. Nothing would get in its way. Mm-hmm. No matter what, I could go through lanes, go through the jungle, everything. So I was uh, I was in the jungle, and uh, one of our friends, uh, Bob, um, was dead, and he was spe- uh, spectating me. And he had like probably like a th- another thirty seconds to come back, and I just happened to move to the left for whatever reason, 
and this thing whipped past me. And I was like, wow, that was close. Hmm. So I needed to go buy, go buy I, had, I had to go to the store and buy stuff. So I hit E to recall, and I'm recalling to the store, and it drops me right on one of the plates, and the beam came and hit me. Oh, no. So like, I mean, the chances of that happening were like one in a thousand, or it had to be more than that, that I just missed it the first time and was like, okay, I'm going to recall, and it recall, recalled me and brought me right in front of it as it continued to go through the level. Mm-hmm. That was like a one in a million thing. But yeah, in MOBAs, if you think that you're going to die, I mean, until you know, like, oh, I know this character and I got them, run. Like, just get away. Don't die. Well, I mean, the thing that I have to get used to is that you, each side has minions that spawn and and come in that you need to let the minions go first. Yeah. Because they draw the fire. Yeah. And then you can come in. But like, I've never played anything like this before, so this is all you know new to me, and it's all shiny, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm doing all these things. And meanwhile, people have been playing MOBAs for the past couple of years. That's, I mean, that's the way I felt when I started playing Smite. Like, they can be fun, right? If you can have the patience to learn them. Like, if you well, like Heroes of the Storm, you would like Smite. Well, here's the thing. Like now that I've gotten in on something, but it, like it was always going to be this thing. It's Blizzard. It's Diablo. Like you're using Diablo characters. That was perfect for me. Yeah. Like if you makes if sense. Somebody was gonna give me a reason to sit down and learn a MOBA. It's like, hey man, you know how much you love Diablo? Now you can play as Asmodan or you can play as, you know, Diablo herself or himself in this case, in this one. And uh the demon hunters in there, the witch doctors in there, the crusaders in there, um King Leoric is coming, the butcher just uh just got released the other day. There's a new uh like Heaven versus Hell map that came out. I got to play that earlier today, but like I'm running around. So far, my favorite character is this uh, this dwarf. I can't remember his name. It starts with an L or maybe an M, but um, he's kind of like a dwarf-sized Thor. So I'm running around with dual uh, like Mjolnir hammers. That's cool. Smashing the hell out of everything, and I have that um, like a piercing hammer that once your level is up enough, that I can actually throw it, and it's almost like like a devastator move where it will like do severe damage and stun at the same time. And it also is good for like pylons and structures and stuff like that. So I'm going like full on tank heavy hits kind of thing. And I have all kinds of like health regeneration uh, moves and not spells, but just my armors and, and just the way my character is built. I'm constantly getting health back. Um, It's awesome. Jumping on the mounts and having to go back to base to fill up your health and run back out. Um, I don't know, like, my friend Mike was playing with me, and he's like, you know, he's like, go up top, go middle, go bottom, you know, get the um, get the, the guardians or get the, you know, the, the whatevers that are coming down. And there's all these rules and there's all these things that you need to be aware of on the map. I'm not used to that yet, but I'll get there. And because it's Blizzard and because it's, you know, familiar characters, I'm that much more invested in it as opposed to if it was something like Smite where I don't know anything uh nothing's familiar but hopefully it will be the thing that gets me to play other mobas the reason i i think do you like click to move yeah yeah it's because smite's not click to move it's it, like for me that's easier than click to move i like just being able to like move anywhere i want without having to worry about clicking this and clicking that and clicking this i want to play it on uh xbox one when it's when it's released it's going to open beta very soon like super soon but yeah we'll team up and we'll play on it yeah i'll definitely I, play that i need to get back into it I need a reason to hook that uh, that machine up again after Ori in the Blind Forest and went right back into the shadows. Yeah, I gotta. I still have to play Ori in the Blind Forest before Game of the Year stuff, but that's still a ways away. It's so good. Speaking of, yes, we have another question. Do we? 
Yes, we do. Uh, Bad New Guru, who is at Bad New Guru, says, what is the best game you have played so far this year and the most anticipated game for the rest of the year? And I feel like we've gotten this question like a decent amount, and I don't mind answering it because the answers always change. And I don't think the last time, I think it was Rob and me, the last time somebody asked us this. Uh, so why don't you go first? What's What was your best game so far this year? Because I mean, we're at like I think we're at like almost the exact halfway point of the year. What's the best game, or what's the what's my favorite game? Well, I I, I think favorite. We'll go there. He says best, but like, what is your personal favorite? My favorite game that I've played is Life is Strange. Interesting choice. Yeah. I have to try. I have to still start that. I have uh, to start I've yet to play the third episode, but um. I just, you know, I've I've played, a, and I, I don't have a whole lot of experience with the Telltale games. I've only played maybe the first two chapters of the first Walking Dead game, so I am absolutely no authority on Telltale. But there's something about the structuring of Life is Strange. I can, I, I'm entertained by some of the bad dialogue that comes up. People love to focus down on that and be like, oh, you know, the dialogue's kind of ridiculous. I'm kind of enjoying the absurdity of it. And I like listening to these, you know, 30 something year old people trying to sound like 17 year olds. Yeah. It's funny. Um, I love the the branching path. There's something about it that just works for me. I'm really into the story, really into the story. I really like the main character. Uh, I like the school and the time mechanic, I think, is a lot of fun and, and gives a lot of variety to the choices that you make. Um, there's a couple of spots here and there where it could become bothersome, but again, nothing, nothing that sticks with me that it's like, it sours me on the experience. It's been something really unique, uh, for me to play everything else that I've been impressed by, like something like the Witcher, like the Witcher was definitely on the short list of like, Oh, maybe that's my favorite. I love the Witcher. I think it's great, but I've played things like the Witcher before in the past enough that it's, it's close enough to other things. I think it does a lot of things um, better than most games, but it's still something familiar to me. Life is Strange has been a completely new experience and entertaining to to no end in, in terms of exploration and changing the lives of this living, breathing uh, community and this school and these students and everything and just the possibilities that I haven't played it enough to find out the way that things played out. Like from that very first episode where there's a, there's a whole part at the end where if I had made a different decision at the beginning of the game, it might've never happened. And I can't conceive of a way of how they would have gotten around it for there to be like another outcome of that, that completely changes the game. I think is awesome. That's cool. So I look forward to playing it. It's it's excellent. I mean, if you can if you can swallow some of the dialogue and some of the music, woof, the music, um, it's 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 a lot of fun. I it's been it's been the most uh, rewarding thing that I've played so far this year. Cool. Uh, for me, uh, I keep going back and forth. I think um, I think Batman is going to be high up on my list. Uh, that was I, on my other ones too. Uh, I had mentioned uh, for all the hate uh, that I give it sometimes. I, re- I mean, I, I ended up really enjoying Bloodborne. Uh, but I still think uh, Dying Light is at the top of my list right now. Really? And I haven't started The Witcher yet. And I haven't, you know, I'm only like four or five hours into Batman. And I'm sure that's going to change. But right now, like, the more, like, and I've mentioned this before, the more time, um, like the further away I get 
from Dying Light, the more I look back at it and was like, that was a cool game. Yeah. And so right now, I, I mean, I would not be surprised if the year ends and Dying Light is in my top five. Um, I, I'm sure that when we do our award stuff that it's going to come up a few times. Yeah, that game, I mean, that game was such a surprise, right? Yeah. Like how how enjoyable it, it is. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, as far as anticipated game, um, like I'm all over the place with this and I'm going to give one answer even though I could give multiple. Like if it's like, oh, do you mean like a single player game? Like if it's a single player game, it's probably Fallout. But if I'm going to pick one game that I'm I'm picturing myself wanting to spend the most time in, uh, it's probably Battlefront. So Battlefront is probably my most anticipated game. Okay. Battlefront is the new... Star Wars game. Okay. I keep getting it uh, confused with Battlefield. That's... Like there's another Battlefield coming out. Yeah, that's that would be pretty easy to do. So yeah, no, I could I could see Battlefront being your most anticipated How about you are you cool with it not having a story mode and just being multiplayer shooting matches yes and this is where i think people are going to really do this test uh this test bed of um multiplayer only things uh you know so far that hasn't really worked out too well titanfall you know came had its day was mm-hmm. fantastic but fell apart because it just didn't have much behind it and i'm not even really sure um i mean the same thing with evolve uh, I think Evolve is fantastic and has amazing things. And when people actually sit down and play it, they see that. But they look at a game and it's like, oh, it's a multiplayer only. Uh, you know, it's this one persistent mode for the most part. Um, that can't be that much fun. And I think uh, both those games are getting sequels. I mean, they've already announced that they're going to do another Evolve. Mm-hmm. I'd be interested to see the way that they um, they improve upon that formula. And they improve upon the formula with Titanfall. I think Titanfall, they've already hinted, is going to get some sort of single-player campaign. But the thing is, like, I'll be interested to see the same people who said that those games can't hack it because they're multiplayer-only games, how they feel about Battlefront because it's Star Wars. Right. And I think just the Star Wars um, allure alone will hold that game for a while. But I'm fine. Like, to me, that doesn't bother me. Like, you know, there are plenty of games that are multiplayer only. MOBAs are multiplayer only. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, well, I mean, sports games are meant to be played, you know, with people. But they, I mean, they can be played by themselves. Uh, so I'll be interested to see how it does. But yeah, like, I, I, everything that I saw from E3 on that game, especially the horde mode stuff, because I like that stuff, that survival stuff, I'm completely fine with. And like, I know that I'm going to be spending lots of hours in that game. Nice. Nice. Um, man, mine's a toss-up. It's either between Fallout 4 or my other pick is actually Rock Band 4. Okay, I wasn't. I would have guessed Fallout would not have expected Rock Band. And I've heard terrific things about Rock Band. I keep hearing that they people that, are, that have played it, I don't know any of the details, I don't know any of the, any of the specifics, but people keep coming back saying that they've made enough changes and they've added enough to the game that it feels new again. Yeah. I mean, I've heard the same things uh, as well. I mean, Harmonics knows what they're doing with that stuff. And they're yeah. bringing it back for a reason. Um, I'll be interested to see how Guitar Hero stacks up against it and how bringing those plastic instruments back, how that does. But what I like is that it's just, it's like uh, Rock Band's going to be its own platform. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I used to spend... Oh boy, I spent a lot of money on Rock Band, like so lots I. of money. So did I, uh, and I just don't feel the need to play it anymore because I played it so much. But I know that people, you know, 
if you're a person who has people at their house, you know, and you have barbecues and people over and drinking and stuff like that is an amazing party game. It's yeah. just like I don't have any of that stuff anymore. Like I never have anybody here. So it's not something I'm going to pick up and play by myself. But I like that it's just a platform. Like it's yeah. just rock band. There's not they're not going to be a rock as far as I know there's not going to be a Rock Band 5 or something they're just going to keep adding stuff to the game. See, that's, and that's what they wanted to do originally and I forget who who held over them at the time was it Activision or no Activision was Guitar Hero. Whoever whoever published that game EA I can't remember um, was like no there has to be a sequel and stuff and that's not it's not that's not what Harmonix wanted to do. Right. And now they're doing it their way and uh, that's exciting. Yeah. I would lose all my songs too cuz I would get it for the PS4 and I bought like a hundred and something songs on Xbox. Yeah, I've got albums upon albums uh, on my Xbox, and I actually the instruments that I have. Uh, our friend Lauren uh, gifted me all of her stuff from her Beatles edition. Oh, nice! And it's they're all brand new, and it's all Xbox stuff, and that's where all of my other previous downloads are. So, so that's, that's probably, where you're gonna get it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you'll have a reason to use your Xbox. But um, I mean, I used to go nuts with that game. I would have people over, and then when people weren't over, I would log in with two players, and I would sing while playing the guitar. That's a bit intense. And do oh, it was great. Like for me, I used to have a band. I used to be a singer. I uh, you know all of that stuff. It kind of, in my imagination, brings back a little bit of uh, the glory days. The sad old man that I am. I never had glory days. I have a really bad voice, so I do everything I can not to sing. I like it. I like it. I'm looking forward to it. I'm not really, I'm not, not very stoked about, like, they've released a couple of the songs that are going to be on, the, like, the core game so far, and I got to be honest, nothing about it excites me. I don't, I'm not into Jack White. I'm not into, like, a lot of what they consider to be popular rock and roll these days, but you never know what's going to show up on those on those downloadable things. Uh, a lot. So I, w- I would not worry about them putting pretty much everything under the sun on there. That they, At least that they can get the agreements to because they put a lot of stuff on before. Yeah. I'd like to see some of like some of like my stuff on there, though. But it's that might be a little bit of a tall order. But then you got all the classic rock stuff, which yeah. comes out, which is awesome. Like when they released Red Hot Chili Peppers, Blood Sugar, Sex Magic, and Pearl Jam's 10, and like Stone Temple Pilots. Like if they came out with Stone Temple Pilots, the album uh, Purple, or even like Soundgarden, um, what the hell is the name of that? Uh, I can't remember the name of the album. Whatever. Uh, Super Unknown. Like if Super Unknown came out or Bad Motor Finger came out, that would be amazing. So we'll have to wait and see some cure. And now I'm just going on and on. Uh, yeah, I as much as I've been waiting for Fallout 4, I kind of feel like I know what that game's going to be. And for all the new things that they're doing with it, I'm not so excited to learn the systems as I am to just rock out with my friends again. Makes sense. So I'm going to have to go with Rock Band. And uh, yeah, that's going to do it for this week's podcast. We're going to do some house cleaning and then get out of here. Uh, If you guys want to follow us, on Twitter, we are at Talking Underscore Games. If you want to go to our Facebook page, it is facebook.com slash Talking Games PC. Uh, and if you want to email us, longform stuff, Talking Games PC at gmail.com. This podcast, as well as many, many others, can be found on talkingcomicbooks.com. Uh, if you want to check out Talking Comics on Twitter, it is at Talking Comics. And there's a whole bunch of other podcasts as well. We've got the Mis- the Misfits with Stephanie Cook, Melissa Megan, and Mara Wood. We have Talking Valiant with Adam Shaw, uh, Talking Movies with Brian Verderosa. We- I know their names. Hold on. Nick Scalia and Ali 
Damn it. You're so close. I'm so close. I'll get it one of these days. And uh, it's on hiatus for the moment, but if you guys want to check out uh, some old videos, we have uh, backup stories with Justin Townsend and Rob Newmeyer. And I believe that's it, except for our personal Twitters. Uh, my personal Twitter is at dead underscore anchorus, Justin. I am at Jaroke, J-O-R-O-A-K. And Jackie's? Jackie is at Jackie Turner, J-A-C-Q-U-I. And Rob is at dusk1020. Uh, we will be back next week. Hopefully have more people in the room and, uh, we will entertain you then. Be good to each other. Hello.